three. Uh, so it shouldn't last more than forty five minutes. And cool. if uh, if it does, then I am being a bad producer. So yeah, true. Yeah, you're absolutely yes. right. Gather back around. We are not done talking about the iPhone XS just yet. In fact, there are a few more things that we can learn from Apple and that we need to think about today before you, your friends, or your family go out buying stuff this holiday season. And we've got the best effing team in mobile tech to, to well, basically think about it. We're, we're going to talk to you. I think that's a pretty uh, called for thing here. Hello and welcome to episode 322 of The Weekly, brought to you by PocketNow and XDA developers on Wednesday, the 12th of September, 2018, from iPhones to Apple Watches and not iPads or Macs or other things that got the shaft from all the rumors this week. Let's get talking. I'm news editor Jules Wong, substituting for Joshua Vergar today. Howdy to y'all. Joining in today is a veritable team of uh, excellence in mobile tech. Bored at work, it's the lightning in our coffee breaks, it's thunder, E. And among Ete, I'm going to steal a trope for a second here from NPR and Sam Sanders. What are the three words that you're feeling after this event? Same, expensive, and ripoff. Oh, really? Oh. Oof. That is a... Uh... Very sharp take right at the top. Hot flying <laughs> in, and uh, I feel like uh, we're going to have a fun time talking about this. We welcome a new guest also to our show, a mobile tech sojourner across the YouTubes. But these days he's working with unique digital assets to make a card game. He is Mark Bursteiner. Hello to you, and what are your three words? Greetings, greetings. I think I, think I saw the entire thing. I think the three words are big, iterative, health. Big iterative health. Mm. I, I think health is a very iterative thing for all of us here, but especially for Apple when uh, it talks about its uh, electrocardiograms and whatnot. I guess, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you my three words after I should note that both Jaime and Brandon are also out of the office today. But if you want to see Jaime and Joshua joshing around, they're going to be on a special episode of The Weekly coming up this Friday. We'll tell you more about that. At the end of the show, in the meantime, I feel like my three words are tick, talk, yeah, that's it. Like, like this is you only this needed two. Here. This okay. is the S. Yeah, right. well, I only needed two, wow. but hey, like that is this. I mean, we're talking about an S year. We're talking about an R year, which I like. It's the letter before S. And I'm not sure how much of that relates to um, what the whole scheme of uh, the release uh, cycle is for these three iPhones here. But um, uh, I guess we should start off with uh, the thing that came in chronological order for this keynote. And that would be the Apple Watch Series 4. Obviously, as you uh, have uh, alluded to, Mark, big upgrades in terms of health. Um, I want to get the visual up though on our youtube page here and uh that is with um well you see here this watch face on the new watch os 5 that they're teasing is uh it's a little much don't you think i'm into it i i mean anybody who's seen anything i've ever said about information and the density at which it's presented knows i love me some very high density stuff and uh high density high packed yeah just yeah i want everything about that i want to see a helicopter i'm a helicopter thinker it's it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to think about my sneakers and, my, and what shirt i'm wearing for the day you know so uh looking looking at my watch seeing quite this much data that like that's exactly what i wanted so for me aside from the the health stuff i really think that the apple watch is finally something that i, I want and that watch face is not nothing to do with it so technically, I believe we have 11 pieces of in information here. So inside, uh, so we have this uh, analog clock to do, mm -hmm. uh, dealing with that. And then we have in the four cardinal quadrants within the clock, uh, four complications. In the corners, four of them, we have four extra complications. And then you have uh, calendar reminders and just general notifications that appear in the rims of the clock when they uh, are needed. Uh, what do you think of this, uh, Anabong? Is this a little too much or is this just right? Having complications on a smartwatch is, or a watch isn't, to me, it's it's fine. I mean, you've got some really good timepieces that have so many complications on there. So that is all great and dandy. 
I don't like the design of Apple Watch and never have. I'm going to come from the negative aspect of this because I, I'm tired of seeing the rectangular watch that, to me, it's, it's too small for me. I have a big wrist, so I need at least a 46. A 44, for me, just doesn't fit. Uh, and also, again, I think design-wise, all I see is the same. I see more complications. I'm happy with that. I do agree. The more information you can throw at the glance, the better. But... It's the same watch in my mind. Which I is thought that- you were going to have a harder time with uh, software on this. But uh, yeah, like you have a th- follow up on that, Mark? I just I think it's the, a really great example of that second word, iterative. Uh, it, this is an iteration. And Apple for a long, long time since the iPad came out in 2009 has been the name of the game. It, iterative work. Mm-hmm. Evolution, not revolution, has been the name of the game since about 2009. And this is... This is that to a T. Uh, you know, this is a huge opportunity to capital, uh, capitalize on the market that Google has been losing over the last two years with, with such a stagnant set of releases on Wear OS. We only just got a reasonable update, and it, it was a little more than a facelift. So this, this, for me, I'm an Android user through and through, but this is the first time I actually find myself wanting an Apple Watch. It's a little bit bigger, better under the hood, and it's, it's a lot of the things that I've been looking for from a wearable. Bigger and better, interesting, especially as uh, the hardware slims uh, down. We just uh, mentioned that 42 millimeter and 46 millimeter sizes, they've actually shrunken down by two millimeters a piece. So, um, yeah, not great for the heftier of us, I shall say, inclu- uh, me included. Uh, but also just expanding on that screen with closer to edge to edge. Uh, kind of meeting up. Um, I, I know that uh, they make it seem a little bit more immersive than it might or might not be, but we all have not had the chance to go hands-on with this thing yet. Uh, what they have done, though, in uh, this iteration is kind of shaken some waves up uh, in the health side of things. They have a new electrode, I believe, or a rave electrodes within... Either uh, I think it's both the backside where the Correct. optical heart rate monitor is, as well as the digital crown that you use to uh, scroll through uh, whatever interface that you're dealing with. And um, together, that makes an electrocardiogram, which is uh, both endorsed by the American Heart Association and uh, approved by the FDA. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, I know, well, perhaps you might be the best one to uh, talk about this, Mark, but um, what do you think about uh, just uh, being active and how the Apple Watch is able to perhaps better um, accompany or associate that with its mission? Well, Apple has been, for for last five, six years or so, really pushing health. Uh, when HealthKit came out, I did not expect that to be quite such a long tail for them, and it really has been. Um, the, the EKG that they've got in this device is also, like you said, approved by, by the FDA. And I, I believe it was something like six years ago or so that Samsung first showed off technology capable of something like this for the Gear series, but they haven't taken it to market yet. Apple's beating Samsung it's to been, the punch yeah. here. Uh, and it has been surprising uh, to talk about. I mean, we've heard rumors of diabetic uh, tracking uh, in uh, wearables and just Apple getting into more of the health uh, devices uh, industries these days. Uh, what do you think of um, this next step forward at a bomb? I mean, I, I do like it. I do like the fact that, uh, you know, that supports it. I still have to test it and see. We have to see if it works because just because it's endorsed by the FDA doesn't mean it's actually good. It really doesn't mean yeah. that. It just means that at least to what they test it is. But the thing I don't like, and I actually teased this in the tweet, I said, it's all great and dandy to have an EKG on there. My biggest problem, again, I'm going to sound negative, is the battery life. Twenty Full day out battery life is terrible as far as I'm concerned because if I forget to charge it, if I trip and fall and I have a heart attack, it will not detect my fall and yeah. I will probably croak because the battery is dead. <laughs> one, one of the features is that new uh, fall detection thanks to new uh, gy- uh, gyroscopes and accelerometers. Yeah. But, I mean, again, you make that point. It, it matters if the battery is actually, you know, active and actually somewhat full. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Because cause my thing is, how much battery life am I going to lose running that EKG? Mm-hmm. We, all, we do know right now uh, that, you know, on an Apple Watch, if you go for a run, you might as well just charge that thing right after because... Yeah you're pretty much done with it. So if you go for a run and you use any of the other health features, your watch is pretty much done for the day. 
That means it's off your rigs, which means you can't do the things you want to do. So as as great as it is, it to me doesn't do anything if I cannot extend that battery life long enough for me to use the features more than once per day. It is undeniable that uh, Apple has a hold of the not just the watch in, uh, smartwatch industry, but the watch industry in general. They are best selling in uh, all of those categories. So, but I mean. Series four, we I mean, we've introduced um, uh, cellular connectivity in series three, and it's been carried over here. Uh, Swimproof is here, um, but we seem to still have this trouble of um, dealing with smartwatches either as an accessory or as a, a fitness mm-hmm. uh, partner. Um, Fitbit is trying to grow into its roles here in a somewhat awkward way although they do have um as uh, according to the latest market share reports have had some progress uh lately so um where do you think uh, this uh, move takes apple or takes the smartwatch or takes anything in that general realm i think it's really fascinating right i, I think one of the w- one of the things that apple has shown that they're pretty consistently good at is connecting with that human side of their 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 audience their customer base uh, and you can see a lot in the, in the design direction they've been moving towards since iOS flattened out um, that they're they're trying to set up it, I think, tee up to become the the ubiquitous user interface, the the thing that might run under the hood of uh, of, of the OSs in her, right? They're they're building and designing these platforms uh, to seamlessly integrate into your life, and that's why I think health is such a, a huge portion of this for them, that's their foot in the door. Uh, they're doing it better than anybody else is right now, except for maybe Samsung. Uh, but the, the people who trust Apple with that data are going to trust that, trust that data with their doctor. Uh, and I think this is the first step towards this like really unified look and feel in terms of the UI across multiple devices that Google's been trying for for a very long time. For years, we said, can Apple get better at design faster than, or excuse me, can Apple get better at systems faster than Google can get better uh, at service, at design? And now we're sort of, we're, we've sort of made it. Hmm. See, I, I disagree. I, I think that um, Apple has, I mean, to be honest and fair, this will sell to every single Apple customer, oh, yeah. right? At least that's that's the market. But that's it. That's where it stops. And that is still... Let's call it, let's, to be fair, let's call it 50% of the market, even if, right? The problem I see here is that, granted, the, I love the innovation they pushed. I love the fact that they're throwing all these things in. You see, you've got EKG, you've got just trip detection and falling. We may joke about it, but that's still a nice feature, especially for someone who's mm-hmm. older. Um, you've got all these features built in, but uh, when you add in the other complement of fact that it will not last longer than a day, it's stuck in an ecosystem that is not ubiquitous ar- across the board. It is a closed wall garden. It doesn't really advance. I see Fitbit as the company who can. Now, granted, they still have things that they, because of that new acquisition, they have to merge to get properly. But, you know, one of the things that um, uh, one of my buddies who I usually talk about this with on my own show is like smartwatches are dead. They truly are fitness lifestyle is where it is, which is why Apple is spending so much time on health than the smartwatch itself. And that's what Fitbit does better than both of them. As much as Apple Watch can give you those, if you use a Fitbit, you're getting days, you're getting all the things you need, just not a lot of these smartwatch complications in there. Now, can they get that better than Android? Now, Android now has new life with the Snapdragon Wear 3100, mm-hmm. which brings in some specific features, like for instance, the you know the sports mode, which allows you to work out for 15 hours, and I think it dents like 10% of your battery. Mm-hmm. So that, again, adds to what can you know a Google or an Adidas or somebody like that do in that ecosystem. But I think Fitbit is, but I, I like what at least Apple is pushing the industry to say, you have to show up. You have to actually do something to compete with us here because they will always own their own walled garden no matter yeah. what. Yeah, indeed. Uh, as far as I can contribute to uh, the uh, conversation about that electrocardiogram data, they're going to say that um, customers are able to uh, stream their data to the cloud. I'm not sure whether it's just going to be iCloud or if 
third party uh, solutions will be don't do it don't do it iCloud yeah it's uh, it's kind of weird to think about that um and but and it sort of lessens the will over uh your will over what you can do with that data so um it's kind of interesting to see uh how that gets handled and also if it does if apple really decides to be stubborn which i don't think they'll do necessarily and just limit it to iCloud um that's trying that's that's an ecosystem that you have to get into if you're not part of it already so they're trying to expand the base appeal with these features like trip protection for perhaps the elderly or uh, just electrocardiograms in general but again if you're coming from android it's going to be a little bit harder i think but we'll have to see uh some comments from uh youtube going up just now alexander briggs says pretty sure that the apple watch 4 is the only worthwhile product from this event and uh, many others. Uh, Ross Fortin, all smartwatches, battery life is a joke. Uh, that's why I got a Versa Fitbit. So uh, shout out to them right over there. Keep those I, comments I, coming. I will yeah. say, though, Galaxy Watch, four days. I have done Galaxy four Watch, days. Four days, huh? Three times, working out three days in those four days. Wow. Wow. Whew. That is a smoking so, right there. And that's Samsung's, uh, was it? And, uh, and I did my stress test too. I did my stress test also as well. <laughs> that's the big thing Samsung pushed this year. But yeah, it was Exynos. It's the Exynos, uh, the new specialized Exynos chip. The specialized, okay, okay, I see. Well, ugh, lots to test. Uh, and, and we're going to have a lot more smartwatch talk on that Friday show uh, because we actually recorded uh, that over in San Francisco at the event. Um, were you part of that? Because uh, I have not. Uh, I was not there, and I have no idea what Joshua recorded. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't. I had to catch a flight back. Ah, darn. Bummer. Well, yeah. Unfortunate, but hey, we'll all get to see it on Friday. So uh, stick around for that, and stick around for uh, more talk about the iPhone XS. We have a whole bunch of uh, specs that we're going to dig through. I mean... It's not as if um, there's uh, too much of a difference between the iPhone 10 or the iPhone X and the iPhone XS. I think that if there's if there's anything that we have in excess of is talk about speed. I mean, we're talking about faster uh, selfie cameras or faster uh, true depth uh, face ID authentication with uh, these new fast sensors, faster uh, these cores that are in the... Um, a- Apple A12 Bionic mm-hmm. processor, 18 cores for uh, general computing, graphics, and uh, neuroprocessing, and all these numbers. And it's also the first 7 nanometer uh, commercial product to go out to uh, uh, users. Uh, we're talking about wider color gamuts for both the display and the camera, so I think that is uh, something that sh- maybe should be appreciated uh, in terms of a, the well, anyone who uses Instagram, I would assume. But then again, uh, it's only it goes only as so far as Do, to uh, does it say if it's Rec twenty twenty or no? Because I um, don't believe they mentioned any standards or um, gamut. Uh, yeah, standard gamut. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of weird. Mean, yeah, the LG and the Galaxy were Rec twenty twenty last year. So, which is. Industry standard for HDR, if you yeah. want to call it that. So I was I was I listening mean, out yeah. for any um uh, um like you know uh, DCI P three or anything like that. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I think this is definitely it's. I mean, it's hey, it's an S year, right? So uh, the the main thing, the main takeaways for me are a water resistance. That's pretty big. Uh, and B, this is the the waving goodbye to the old iPhone model. Uh, we didn't get... Bye-bye, iPhone 8. Bye-bye, bye, iPhone 8. Bye, traditional. You know, this is just oh, like... Oh, g- goodbye to the headphone jack, the iPhone yep. 6S. <laughs> this is a sad day for me, as yep. you can see a headphone wall behind me. So I'm, I'm crying inside. I, I hear you, man. Uh, I, I think this is, this is a pretty big move. You know, they put out the 10. They said, hey, can you handle this notch? And people said, yes, we love it. We'll take as many notches as you got, and this is this is what iPhones look like now. It's going to be interesting to see how the how th- those people who love the notch see the S10 next year, which is rumored to have no notch. Yeah, 
at all. And that, granted, Oppo is the first company, but Gal, you know, Samsung would be the one to bring the mainstream. And then, you know, I wonder what the kind of ads would be like that for next year from Samsung. Just, just a thought out there. Interesting. Yeah, especially uh, we're dealing with most of the same components, except for that uh, optical camera that is really going to just drive everything here. Uh, and uh, one of the things that you mentioned about everything, like, you know, you know, asking the users if they accepted the notch. Uh, I could say the same thing about pricing here because (laughs) at this point, like they made the comparison instead of just the iPhone 8, it was the iPhone 8 Plus, which started at 749. Well, they decided to start uh, the iPhone 10R, which we'll get to in just a few minutes at 749, and then start uh, this, the iPhone 10S, at 999 and 1099 for this new Big Max. I, I'm still not comfortable with Max. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't get the name. I'm, just, I mean, it, a plus sort of been just nice. I, I don't understand where the Max is. Um, in terms of pricing, I uh, I mean, I, I dare not say it's not worth it because I haven't actually touched the device. So I wouldn't go there. But it, I would say this. It makes anyone who complained about the Galaxy Note 9 mm-hmm. have to rethink that because on paper, just on paper alone, the Note 9 gives you more. Just on paper than what you get on the max. Isn't the 512, I think that's 1250, and with this uh, starting at 64 gigs for 999, and then you have to have uh, that 256 intermediate step, uh, I'm wondering where these steps are going, because I haven't seen uh, step pricing for Uh, um, the bigger uh, memory sizes. uh, I can go into pricing right now, just so if if you want me to check that out. Yeah, sure. Um, so select the Max, 6.5 inches. I will go with T-Mobile, just for the heck of it. Take just for the gold, heck of it. Gold. So we're looking at 1,099 for 64 gigabytes. Uh, 256 gigabytes is 1,249, which is the same price as the 512 Galaxy Note 9. And for that hmm. lovely 512, you're looking at $1,449. Delicious! Wow! Delicious! They they just went all they went they went for it. They made it gold this year. They had they <laughs> had to gild the experience. Like these these prices are wackadoodle, but this is the top of the line flagship product. The only thing that gives me a little bit I don't want to say hope, but uh, a lot of the the um, sustainability initiatives do sound really cool. And uh, I don't know if that's maybe a nod to planned obsolescence, maybe becoming something they're going to try and take a look at. Uh, in saying that they want to make these devices last as long as possible, uh, because that is the only thing that I can see making a difference in terms of pricing as we move into this, like the, the decade of the $1,000 smartphone, is if smartphones stop being something that we buy every single year. Uh, I'm, I can oh, handle... You, you, know, you know that's not true. It's okay. You can dream, but it's I, not true. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. It's okay. I got, you got to own it. But if, if that, that's the only thing that I can, I can see as justifying a price tag like that. If I'm paying a, a grand plus for a mobile device, two-year minimum, three, four years should be like the, the standard. Oh, no. I, I do agree. I mean, I, I would have been fine if they said because of the recycling and some of the costs for that, that this why this device is price that way mm-hmm. and they're looking to keep it that way again as you add it with sustainability that's true but they didn't mention that and again even if they were to use that excuse that to me is implausible because they have enough market power to tell their recyclers that we're paying this amount for it because the you know trillion dollar company so they can uh, i just look at it being that they 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 started the the pricing war at a thousand mm-hmm. they wanted to keep that premium samsung went to a thousand and samsung at least in my mind, justified some of its pricing for a thousand because they wanted to separate that from the S line, and then now they have to separate that with the Max and say, well, for the Max you have to do this. Yep. So it's this escalating price wars that keep going up and down that I think uh, is not necessary, but you know it's something that you know has to happen if you're going to be in this market. So. It looks like we lost jewels there. Yeah, it looks like we did. Uh, it looks like the pricing pricing is just going to keep creeping up, creeping, 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 creeping. Um, as long as we start to see some stuff fall in line with that, I, I'm okay with it. The the XR, on the other hand, I'm not sure where this lands. Who's who is this phone for? Because at yeah, I, 750 I bucks, uh, like 
is that is that really going to be my choice? Um, well, especially considering that. Well, how much of a watering down do you think it is compared to the iPhone X uh, XS, uh, the iPhone XR? Other than wireless charging, which I don't think is included, um, uh, it's one and dust resistant, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have an OLED display. That's it. I'd have to go back into the... And it's like, missing the, the other camera module on the back, too. Yeah, yeah, it's missing the second camera module yeah. on the back. But but that that's... So you're missing three things. Uh, one of them is wireless charging. One of them is an OLED display. And one of them is a second camera module. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much where it is. But to me, this is where I think Apple missed... The st- somebody stated in one of my chats that Apple misstep in their pricing. I think that's very true because I would have loved to see this at even a 700, which is still too high, but if it was a 650, 700, that I think would be more palatable to a lot of people. It's not going to be a $500 device because no. I know they won't go there, but a 650, 700, a 700 even would put Samsung in the range of like, ooh, the S line feels danger at this point. Right. You know, right now, Samsung can tomorrow drop the S to 600 and mm-hmm. say, here's a, you know, a BOGO sale and pfft, and it get. does everything this phone does, it it, does with, you know, in spades with an AMOLED display, mind you, you know, exactly. like yeah. absolutely. I completely agree. I think if this were 50 bucks cheaper, we'd, we'd have a really grand, a grand slam on our hands uh, because the truth is this is our, this is our base iPhone model next year is the, the iPhone 10 R. That's what we're going to see next year. We won't see another, uh, another base, you know, iPhone eight aluminum chassis model yeah Um, this is kind of like the last hurrah for this uh aluminum kind of yeah uh, and i don't see it doing well i think i think it's got to be it's got to be just 50 bucks cheaper would really set it apart from the 5c for example I, I made a mistake uh, being corrected here in the chat yep. uh, by a bunch of people. Thank you. Uh, the XR does have wireless charging. Thank you oh. very much. Yep. As, as, does, as does have dual SIM as well as Bluetooth 5.0, just as much okay, as Okay, so, so, so then it's just a display and the second camera module. Yeah, yeah. Uh, IP67, um, so an hour in that uh, uh, meter water uh immersion thing uh so mm-hmm. and there, there's a whole bunch of things uh but I, overall you're getting i mean you mentioned the disparities between lcd and oled i mean how far does the quote-unquote best lcd uh compare to maybe perhaps the worst o- well you can't compare the best look, to the look, worst. the best the best display is the galaxy note 9 i mean although they say the sony display is is slightly better but at least we can take the note 9 as a device and that's what the iphone 10s is going against so yes yeah that's that's the fact of things oh well i mean hmm, this i mean it's going to be interesting to see how everything gets pitted up against each other um we're going to get to some more comments uh in just a few minutes but we will be taking a break here and uh, we'll be right back so uh hang on this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is brought to you by Jamf Now. If you run a business, you're probably busy enough looking after your employees, your facilities, and your equipment. Not the least your iPhones, iPads, and Macs. Yeah, the things that let you run your business. Well, keeping track of those Apple devices can be easy as pie with Jamf Now. You can manage all the devices you need to, whether they're near or remote, set up email protocols, Wi-Fi credentials, and tool belt apps with a few clicks, and even lock a machine or wipe data from anywhere. All of this without any IT training required. Weekly listeners can hitch up their first three devices with Jamf Now for free. Each device after that is just another $2 a month. All you need to do is head over to jamf.com slash pocket now. That's jamf.com slash pocket now. Let them know we sent you and take advantage of this great offer from Jamf Now. And the weekly is supported by LinkedIn Jobs. If you've been scouring the board so hard looking for that perfect candidate, well, you shouldn't have to. LinkedIn makes it easy. Why? 70% of the United States workforce is already on LinkedIn. It's the world's largest professional network, and with LinkedIn Jobs, you've got it all within your reach. Sort potential applicants by skills, interests, and by how open they are to new opportunities. Funny enough, most LinkedIn users aren't typically browsing the job boards, but 9 out of 10 of them have said that they're up for taking on a new adventure. And that means you can only reach them via LinkedIn Jobs. 
New hires are made every 10 seconds, and employers rank LinkedIn Jobs 40% better at getting quality candidates than other posting sites. So, why not try it out? Visit linkedin.com slash weekly for $50 off your first listing. That's linkedin.com slash weekly for $50 off. Once again, linkedin.com slash weekly. Terms and conditions apply. Let's figure out how we want to frame this conversation moving forward here, because uh, heaven knows that everyone's going to be waiting for those couple of days. Pre-order starts uh, for the iPhone XS and the Apple Watches on Friday. And then later on, a month later, it's going to be those iPhone XR fans, which, by the way, analysts, uh, a lot of analysts, um, Ming-Chi Kuo, beloved Apple analyst at TF International Securities these days, uh, has said that um, the iPhone XR, at least, uh, you know, back when it was called, you know, all these various things, the LCD iPhone, 10C, uh, other things. But that is going to be the breadwinner for Apple with uh, about a two-to-one share in terms of uh, sales for the 10R compared to both the 10S and 10S Max combined. Um, how do you see things playing out in the real world, given that we've already had a year of iPhone 10, and even though Tim Cook has said time and time again that it's the best-selling iPhone that there is. Um, how do you see things going out? Uh, let's start with you, Edibon, this time. The 10-hour would be the breadwinner. It, it makes the most amount of sense. You're spending less to buy either last year's phone or this year's phone, if you think about it, right, um, at $749. Um, getting an iPhone 8 Plus doesn't make sense. Getting an iPhone 7 doesn't make sense. If you're going to get a brand new iPhone, that is the iPhone to get. And since there is no 6S, um, to me, I, th- I believe the 6S is the highest selling iPhone by quantity. They don't tell us quantity. It yeah. doesn't matter about profitability uh, because that's the Indian market and also that's the iPhone that had the headphone jack. But I think the 10R uh, fits in well because of its price point because, I mean, Even when I do my comparison, I most likely will pick the 10R now. I haven't touched both devices, but just mathematically looking at it, they both they have wireless charging it's got water resistance um it will have a decent camera probably not as good as the 10 max or the or 10s max or 10s but i think it has all the things that most users on the iphone side will need to actually get through the day the only thing is of course how the battery life compares to either the 10s or the 10s max but then again iphone battery life has not been a good thing so we'll just have to wait and see yeah, a lot of that will have to be uh, tested through editorial processes from many, many sites. So uh, we'll have to see about that. But what do you think? Um, the, what's the 10,000-foot view, uh, Mark? <laughs> the 10,000-foot view is amusingly in the context of, a, you know, a conversation at lunch. I like, to, I like to take the approach of, like, you know, I went to lunch with a buddy in New York, and they're like, hey, what phone should I get? Should I get this one? Hey, the new, new iPhone came out. Should I get it? And the answer this time is... I don't think so. Uh, there have been one or two S years that I've said, okay, yeah, pick up pick up the S line this year. Uh, it's worth the pickup. I think the success the with the first 3D touch screen on it, uh, I said the same thing that year. But this year, I think it's uh, more of a wait and see, wait for the cost to come down. Uh, it's, it's an iterative year for Apple, you know, big, iterative, and health. Uh, a bigger display, I think, is really, really cool. Edge to edge makes the thing feel a lot smaller in your hand, even though it's about the same size as the 8 Plus. That edge to edge screen really does make a difference. Um, but I, I don't think we're, we're seeing a lot of and any paradigm shift here at all. Uh, there's no, the only needle I see moving is, is in the health arena, and that's been a long tail thing for Apple for the past few years. So hold off on it is my, my takeaway for, for today. One of the negative paradigm shifts uh, that some people might be clawing at here, uh, Siddharth Sid in the YouTube comments, what's the need for the iPhone XR? I still prefer a fingerprint scanner over Face ID. And with uh, this latest generation, that's all gone. No fingers allowed, apparently. And with recent uh, Quo, uh, analyst Quo, has also said that he doesn't see Apple adopting anything from in-display fingerprint sensors or uh, the like anytime soon. So why and also is this oh. at all going to... Is, is Apple 
going to be able to wield its weight on this? Well, I think if I had to answer that, it's very simple. Um, right now, the rumors are pointing that the best in-display fingerprint scanners, which will be coming on the S10, are coming from Apple's hated friend, Qualcomm. Mm. So you can count that out, at least for now, until those, that, that whole beef gets squashed. But the other aspect, too, is that Apple has really pushed the uh, Face ID. And I think it all depends on what the realization come next year is, is where you know, Samsung can say, hey, why do you have to do this when you don't have to look at your phone and just do this? You know, you can just press and you're good. Uh, but Apple can will this weight. I think they can will their weight to say this is what works because it's actually worked. Uh, Face ID has worked pretty well, I think, across the board where um, in terms of people cracking it, we haven't really heard much of people cheating the system, you know, in many ways. I think there've been a few, but it's taken a lot to actually do that. So I think they can hold their weight till that until maybe the market looks at it and says in-display fingerprint sensors are just much better because I don't have to look at my phone. That's just a difference. Mm. I guess one of the arguments that I'm surprised has not been brought up is uh, screen crackage and how that affects like the usage uh, experience for fingerprint sensors in the display. Um, that might be a thing. Uh, it depends on if the display, uh, the glass itself is actually chipped or if there's a risk of injury at all to that. But um, uh, I think maybe the risk of injury might be one, but I think because the glass itself, the surface glass has nothing to do with the tech because it's mostly, I think it's ultrasonic. Yeah. So basically... Um, right now, it's uh, a lot of them are optical sensors. and um, Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the Qualcomm one is ultrasonic. So it, yeah. it, it just basically is passing through the glass, and even if there's a crack, it wouldn't matter for that. So I think that's why... Um, but then again, you know, we we may have issues, but I think it's just the way general public ex accepts all of this technology. If it works once, and if we crack a screen, we usually just go and replace it anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, a lot of uh, talk also uh, in the chat, just general Samsung uh, war going on in there but a lot of other people are looking forward to the pixel 3 and the mate 20 from uh, huawei and uh, google inversely respectively i guess you could say in that mm -hmm. sense structure um what do you see in uh, the iphone 10s in particular that might be able to hold up or surpass or um do worse against the future competition mark I think Apple's, I mean, it's it's the Apple MO, right? Uh, Apple's good at a lot of things. One of those things is shipping really killer hardware. That's never been uh, up for discussion. Um, I think that the Pixel 3 is going to be some okay hardware uh, with a really stellar software experience and another stellar camera. Um, I, I, I struggle with a lot of Huawei stuff, especially these days, especially how the aftermarket's been treated in the last month or so. But uh, the, the, the comparison between iPhone and Android doesn't go away. Uh, and I, I don't think that a, a big, beautiful AMOLED display uh, and the handful of new things that we're getting in an iPhone this year are going to be enough to pull someone who maybe is on the fence on Android. Maybe they've been on Android the last four years, five years, they're looking for something new. Maybe they had an iPhone back in the day and they're looking to try it on again. This isn't going to be the generation that's going to pull you back. Um, uh, a lot of the things that, that we're getting in this device, we've had uh, across the Android spectrum for the last few years anyway. So I think if you're uh, someone who's on a fence, I think you're, you're far more likely to fall on the Android side uh, after this announcement than you were two weeks ago. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, you know, not all, uh, you know, not the bulk of sales for iPhones does happen in the first quarter uh, that it is available, so the holiday season, but it's not, you know, not not all of those sales are coming from, you know, the pre-orders. Most of them are coming in the months of uh, October, late October, November. So you have time to uh, consider uh, your options in the market and, I don't know, perhaps uh, get one that uh, may be uh, right for you. Uh, um, I'm trying to hold out as long as possible because I really want to see what Anabong has uh, in terms of deliveries. He just got a doorbell, so I'm hoping that perhaps he got an iPhone. 
Maybe an iPhone XS. Oh, that would be exciting. That would be very exciting. Maybe he broke a few embargoes to get there, huh? Oh, geez. Don't we? I mean, we shouldn't say that out loud. We shouldn't blow up his spot. But uh, yeah, I don't see see why, as as an Android user, if I'm really considering a switch, uh, there's 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 anything here that's really pulling me forward. I think one of the things that like really sort of did not sit well with me was show you know a lot of the game showcase and AR showcases like they've been advertising and showing off the the same exact AR features for the last three years now. Like we've we've seen the shared AR experience. Like okay, cool. Like it was cool the first time, but n- now we're just <laughs> watching a bunch of people playing on stage and, and it's not really providing any new experiences than that we hadn't seen from three years ago. Um, AR is just one of those things that I don't think is ever going to really finally make it until it becomes a, a reduction of VR when VR finally takes off. Well, I mean, in terms of gaming, I think Apple might be right in terms of treating it as part of a console. I mean, iOS home to a lot of uh, many polished games out there, but you know, for them, it's also it also kind of acts as a, a new season of games, and you know, and being able to announce new titles. Uh, taking advantage of uh, new technologies such as the power reduction require uh, power requirements reduction uh, and uh, core ML and all that uh, going on. So, I mean, what do you think about uh, that as kind of a, a platform against the likes of Nintendo or Xbox or Sony? Oh, I love that conversation. I, I think that's, I mean, I, I'm an old school uh, game video game magazine reader. Like I go to the grocery store with my mom and like go and read EGM and GamePro and all that stuff. And I remember the ads or the, the articles, the op-eds about, you know, Apple's going to make a gaming console. They're going to make a portable console. And this was in like 2002 or something like that, 2003. And uh, lo and behold, we got one. It's just called an iPhone. It's a lot of different things in one, you know? Uh, I think that the the iPhone has been, a, in general, a force for good uh, for gaming. It's really democratized the platform more than it was before. But I think it was also the, uh, the foot in the door that enabled the free-to-play plague that we've seen only get exacerbated over the and last few years. And in that purchases the, the the scourge of the devil and all that. Exactly. Uh, like I I'm I'm all about supporting a developer, but predatory and psychological practices that that make you feel addicted are, you know, they wouldn't be possible were it not for this magic spacefaring computer in our pockets. Uh, any final thoughts uh, on uh, all of this as we head into another review session? Another. Uh, sales season another just amazing kind of road ahead start with you mark uh Oh, oh, Edinburgh seems upset about it. He uh, seems like he had a good one. I'm going to kick it to Edinburgh. <laughs> well, he, well, okay, sure, sure. I was about to, because, well, if he was feeling that strongly, I was going to finish with that, you know, storm of, like, thoughts. No, no, the thundercrash. I, I was good. I was going to just say that it's interesting to see what Apple's lineup because we have a very heavy October coming up. We've got announcements from Google. We've got Huawei. We've got Nokia coming up. We've got LG still. And then um, even Microsoft's uh, announcement might be a head turner. I'm not saying it's going to be a phone, but it's going to... It might disrupt the market. And is this enough? Because one of my, my, my problems with Apple is not the fact that they're not profitable or you know they, they can't sell iPhones, they don't make devices, or it's not nice. Is that can they move away from just its ecosystem? Because mm-hmm. right now, every time I see an iPhone, I go, if you're an iOS user, sure. It doesn't tell the Android user Ooh, I like that. I'm not saying you have to buy it, but does it really even attract the Android user to say, wow, that is really cool. And that's my biggest problem with them. And I think they will continually do well within the ecosystem. And the last thing I will mention is Apple says no more free dongles with the iPhone for your headphone jack. So just put that out there. Look, I mean, I what I see looking ahead is I, I tend to agree with that a lot more status quo. But I think, I think Apple's been head down, and I think they're gonna be head down for a little while. They had about five years of Steve Jobs ideas in the hopper after he passed away, and they're they're scraping the bottom of that barrel. And I think that they've got their eyes on the puck about 
eight to 10 years from now, uh, again, in terms of health, that's one of those big three words. They, they see where the puck is going. I think that they're trying to distill the digital experience down to the single most important thing that a human will need to trust technology with. Uh, and I think that a lot of the moves that they're making today seem tone deaf and seem like they're not really reacting to what the market is telling them. I think that's because they have zoomed out so far uh, so as to ensure that they've got a lot more in the hopper from this generation of Apple so that when there's another you know, succession, another passing of the baton, uh, they've got a really good solid backlog of stuff to work from. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that they're doing what they need to do in order to keep that self-sustaining uh, machine sustained. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how far they develop. Because again, we haven't heard of all the other developments, which, you know, we might hope for an October event, which we're going to have to cover yeah. <laughs> two hours, uh, keynotes uh, for Macs and uh, Mac minis um, and uh, the air power uh, wireless charging pad, which yeah. Got no mention here. So. Uh, it's, it's not coming. Let's just forget about that. <laughs> let's 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 move. Darn on. it! I mean, seriously, darn it! At a bong, what's is so that a done? What what is what is so special about this? I mean, it's it's just a multiple device wireless charging pad, which the, uh, you can buy those right yeah, now. Yeah, I think I think what would what would be special about it is if they developed some sort of technology that actually had them both charging the same loop as opposed to separate coils, if they were able to get closer to something like Tesla-esque technology that allows, you know, for a field of charging around a particular device. Mm. That's the only thing that would get me stoked about it. That's the only real good reason I can think they'd delay it. Um, I think the newer Apple that's more willing to look at the data instead of trusting what's in here but it's 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 not even a fast wireless charger anyway so it really doesn't matter it's slower one i'm okay yeah. with slow if if we're get if we're I'd, if we're going wider rather than deeper I'm as okay long as that. there's the field i mean i mean if they uh if apple decides to acquire Energis, uh which is working on that technology yep. then perhaps they may be in the ball game but until then then it, then, it, then 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 the device would be canceled or they would just keep quiet until the iphone 11 next year iphone 13 but, but, or whatever number they will call it <laughs> but i think i think um you know the pad is. I think it's maybe. I guess it's just a lot of us have just hooked on the fact that Apple has finally jumped a wireless charging and uh, they're making this. But again, as someone who's been a wireless charging since the the Nokia nine twenty, I don't care. Like that's just how I look at it because it's not new. It's old tech yeah. as far as I, I see it. Yeah. So unless there's something really brand new, I'm sorry. I know I, I'm ending this. I started with a downer and I'm ending this with a downer again. <laughs> I think I think um, you know. In, I wish we were able to provide a little bit more balance in terms of uh, how you know Apple might have been able to succeed, or at least they might be able to you know carve out a victory. Or in this panel, like it feels it feels so. It's like we're we're a bunch of Android geeks. So like I really, but I really do want to be able to provide some alternative to that because. The fact of the matter is, is that Apple's the omnipresent presence it is that and in our tech industry, they're a trillion dollar company and they have been able to make their earnings from producing a product that millions and millions and millions have wanted, uh, desired, aspired to and have owned. So, yeah, I mean, the, but this year uh, might not be. It's also important to note that especially as we, we move uh with the national conversation, global conversation, really about privacy and, and data, data rights, um, I think that we'll see a, a rather large sea change in the next two to three years uh, in the way that people perceive the way that their data is being used. And Apple is sitting real pretty on that front. Uh, Apple might, you know, for, for the closed garden, call it whatever you will. It is. That's exactly what it is. But they don't sell your data. And uh, I would I would disagree. My iCloud was hacked two months ago, so as that far doesn't as mean they sell your data. It just means they have terrible security. Security, rather as opposed if to you're, if you're, whoa, whoa, whoa. If your if your iCloud got hacked or fished, I'm sorry, She's, that's user error. I'm no, talking no, no, about no, no. selling data, and when folks when folks talk about putting important things like health data online, that's that is one of the most 
important things to our livelihoods. And Apple is one of the few major, the tech titans that does not sell your data. Oh, no, no. I, I agree they don't sell my data. But then again, I don't put any of my important data online. That's just me. I've always well, done that. Um, sure. That's, that's fine and dandy. But I am still surprised that the, uh, I mean, iCloud, I mean, I got a, a call from Apple saying, please change your iCloud. And I, I know like several people who did, who were like, because we've got a breach or, of some sort. And I was like, again, I mean, iCloud is just terrible. So it doesn't give me confidence that you're stating that I should put anything up there on iCloud because right. that I will get that call again. Mm. If I know, like, I mean, right now I'm actually more confident, as, as bad as it may sound, I'm more confident that Google is going to sell the data because I know they will sell the data. Yeah. Actually, you know that. I, I know they will sell. I know Facebook will sell that data. And that's fine because I've, I've decided that will be sold. But when I know that Apple is not selling it and then they lose it, to me, that's the problem. And they have not addressed iCloud, which is the biggest thing in my mind. That, I mean, with all this health stuff we're talking about, Apple has not sat down and said, this is how we improve security on yeah. our devices. Right? I disagree. I think they've, they've talked a lot about how end-to-end -end encryption works and, and helped in helping the user educate themselves and the... the uh, I have two-factor authentication on my stuff, and I still go. I'm just saying that it's just terrible. I mean, they can talk about it. It just doesn't work well. And, and what really matters the in the end is the results that happened. And, you know, every single system on Earth is susceptible to any right. uh, DDoS attack or oh, yeah. I mean, anything like that. Course, yeah. It's just, you know, the you know the scale or the ability to respond to that is going to be important. If Apple continues the way, if it treats it as, you know, the situation that Endemong has experienced, then maybe that's not a bad sign. Uh, that's a bad sign. But, again, we're going to have to take a long look at ourselves and at the companies that we deal That's with in order key. to figure out what the hell we're doing on earth here. And on that note, <laughs> on that very On that very bright, not dystopian note. That's our show for now. I'd like to thank uh, Mark for uh, joining us here. Thank you uh, for uh, just hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Edabong, you know that uh, you're always welcome here. So thanks again for coming in. I'm glad you guys allowed me to have my negative uh, <laughs> appeal on the show. Negging <laughs> is allowed. It is legal and it is uh, sometimes encouraged, actually. It's encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are back on Friday with a special on-location episode with Joshua Vergara, Jaime Rivera, and a whole bunch of your favorite tech tubers. They were in San Francisco this week for the debut of Qualcomm's Snapdragon Wear 3100 platform. And they have loads to talk about when it comes to smartwatches. So perhaps if you want to learn or um, talk a little bit more about the Apple Watch Series 4, expect that coming out this Friday. Look for a terrific video on our YouTube channel and the audio version on the very feed that you might be following right now. The Weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show, so make sure you make your voices heard, either in the comment sections or by emailing us at podcast.pocketnow.com, actually. You can also tag the cast on Twitter. Thunder E is at B O R. E-D-A-T-W-O-R-K. Mark can be found at Mark B. And I can be sought out at Point Jewels. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Adiario every weekday. We're also on PocketNow.com for all your mobile tech needs. We certainly appreciate your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or wherever you happen to be streaming us, because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for 322 weeks straight. With that, we will call it on this edition of the Weekly. Take care, and we'll talk tech again on Friday. Friday.